right, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam, joined by my little bitch of a friend, <laughs> Orion. That lasted one episode of you being like semi-civil, you fucking drunken leprechaun. <laughs> so let's proceed. Hell, hold on. We had uh, one episode. We had Shogun, which was great. Year in review. No, your interview was last year. Oh, you're talking about one. We made it one. One day into 2023 of you being. Actually, wait, that's not even true. We recorded that before the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) We made it five days. I don't even think it was that. It wasn't on New Year's. And I'm pretty sure we insulted each other at New Year's as well. So, okay. So, uh, well, we got a fun episode planned and i've been listening to this on repeat for a week now and just realized how fucking awesome uh deep blue by parkway drive is and how better to again start off the new year with another guest onto the podcast uh he is the singer of my old band and he can throw a pigskin a quarter mile like uncle rico uh aaron welcome to the metal oasis how are you doing buddy doing great man appreciate you having me on uh it's been a long time coming we're looking forward to this for a while yes uh, i you know on the metal journey as we are going down uh, this was this album and a song in particular was you know my introduction into the band and that was because of you so i definitely wanted you to be on this album specific to you know, reminisce and share your thoughts on is this truly a certified with a stamp banger of an album or does it shit the bed like Atlas? Uh, but yeah, so, you know, tell us about, you know, your metal journey before we proceed into the dive. So. <clears throat> yeah. So um, my the earliest I can remember listening to metal um, would have been like sixth grade. Uh, and it started with the the classics, man. It was Metallica, Black Sabbath. Um, definitely like when I met Aaron uh, Schultz, you know, being in class together and then going back to his house and then his brother, Caleb, just banging out some, you know, old school metal. And I was just like, what is this? Just hearing it. Uh, I still remember hearing Enter Sandman for the first time, like sitting in his room and Caleb, you know, playing that over the speakers. And, you know, that was, that was my first introduction, just feeling that energy for the first time because neither of my parents listen to metal, you know, they, my dad, yeah, my dad, my my dad will, will, will dive into some like, you know, eighties hair band type stuff. But um, but when it comes to true metal, the first time I, I actually heard it was definitely with Aaron and Caleb and his family. Um, and then from there, I mean, it just got heavier as I the more I listened to it. Uh, I, I would say that the next big step in my metal journey was Disturbed. I think it was the first time I heard them was their Ten Thousand Fists album. Uh, oh. they, they had a song on the a Madden game. It was it was literally ten, the song Ten Thousand Fists. It was on Madden, and I heard it, and dude, I just loved it. Like I would be, I would play the game and then just listen to the song, because um, obviously you know that was before you just go and fucking just download or Spotify a song. So then, of course, I bought Disturbed albums, got into it, heard the Sickness album, um, all that good stuff, 
And then basically from there, uh, I think the next real dive into metal was then Kill Switch. Um, that Where was, was System of a Down in that? System of a Down, I heard it through Aaron some, um, but I think that was right around the same time as Disturbed. But I think I remember I wasn't, I didn't like System of a Down as much when I first heard them. Okay. Um, I, I like some of their songs. Like I've always liked the song Aerials. Yeah. Um, uh, how, how do you say IEAIO? That song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that one. Um, but um, yeah, so like the more the, the older I've gotten, the more I've liked them. But, um, but definitely, I, I still remember uh, it was in high school, Ryan Paulson showed me Kill Switch Engage for, for the first time. Um, so um, that one was uh was huge i think the first song i heard by them was um the end of heartache i think banger and then uh and then you know i learned who jesse leach was because at that time howard was their singer and so on and so forth yep and then you know that was the first time i've heard i heard like screaming you know what i mean and i was just like oh this is new like super new because you know disturbed have some screaming but you know that it wasn't like true metal screaming um, so hearing Jesse Leach and hearing Howard, that was when I was just like, man, this is just all untapped energy that I have never heard before. Um, and then from there is where it got into hearing like a tray you and, you know, just more screaming uh, bands. Um, yeah. And then definitely the first true metal core heavy band would have been August Burns Red that I really, really got into. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was my, I guess path of starting to listen to metal. Gotcha. What are you uh, into right? Are big into right now? Um, you know, I haven't changed a ton to be honest with you. I, I still listen to uh, Parkway Drive a lot, especially when I'm working out. I really like uh, Bleed from Within. Billy showed me them. Billy and Tony showed me them, and I really like. And I've really, really started listening to Lorna Shore. Like, if I'm yeah. really starting, if I really want to like get down and gritty. For the day um like i love their new album love their new album pain remains some of the heaviest like i'll be in the gym listening to that song i'm pretty sure people are looking at me because i'm just fucking just banging my head like <laughs> next to the bar and then you know i listen to old in flames a lot yeah a lot of times especially like um you know their come clarity album that's pretty much where you stopped listening to, right? Um, yeah, I tried listening to them after that, and they just the sound sort of changed. And yep. I just I was pretty upset about that. Um, yeah, soundtrack to your escape is weird, and then what's the album right after that? Uh, I think it's I don't weird. remember. I don't fucking yeah. know. Yeah, I don't remember <clears throat> But well, awesome, of course, man. I still listen to Disturbed. I'd like to see them again. What was it? A long time. Oh, speaking of Kill Switch, um, do you listen to Times of Grace? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I did not like their second thing they released, their second album. Really? Yeah. I was not not the biggest fan. I, I'll be honest with you. I felt like I felt kind of bored watching it. But maybe I just put it up on a pedestal. Because, because I, the first one I yeah. love the first one so much. Yeah. And then it took so long for the next one to come out that I was like, man, this is gonna be awesome. But you know, that's yeah, I mean it's definitely uh, that album, the songs of sorrow and loss, it's definitely a different you know it doesn't have that same feel as the first one but it's i like it just it's but it's because it's different like it's not the mm-hmm. same you know oh here's times of grace 2 you know yeah essentially, essentially. No, i understand that 
Cause this I haven't is like, heard it. I think it's like Rescue You or something like that. It's an awesome song on that album. Oh. Yeah. And I think so. that also, you know, when they made the first one, Jesse hadn't come back to Killswitch, right? Yet? No, Had not he? yet. Which was... So he had a lot of pent up lyrics and song ideas. Yeah. And then I feel like he's got, like, he's gotten to release all of that with his, with the past, what, three Killswitch albums, two? Yeah, the last three, made? yeah. Um, so I, I think, I mean, I'm not saying he's running out of ideas, never that, but I think that Times of Grace album was like him, like, I need to let out a lot of this because um, yeah. I haven't had a, you know, vessel to do mm-hmm. that in a while. Like, he had like, was like Crown the Empire or something like, was some something band like that he was that. in. Yeah. And I think I listened to a few things, like, his musically, he just wasn't up to snuff. Yeah. To where he was before with Killswitch. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Uh, well, real quick before we move on, uh, uh, Ryan, I we did get an email, a very brief email from old oh. Terry. Oh, uh, and what does it say? The subject line says "the calm titty," uh, and it just <laughs> briefly says, "God damn, now I get your love for Trivium. Shogun is a masterpiece. What a way to blast into 2023. Good, uh, good damn pick. Kind of speechless. What else needs to be said?" Um, and he was telling me. About how like that album is like, he sees why and like he stopped what he was doing and actually put the album on and played it all the way through, which is awesome because that's what the whole podcast should be about. You know, it's you hear of bands, you hear of albums, you know, but you really don't have like the push to listen to it unless you're listening to it with us. And it's like he really enjoyed like the com- the conversation and the in depth look into each song track by track, and that's like just how brutally heavy all the songs were. So that's pretty cool. That made me feel good about just hearing. And though again, that's a big takeaway I want people to have and listeners to have um, yeah. from all these episodes. Pretty awesome. So, all right, Deep Blue, let's fucking go. Uh, wow. So, I'll start. You know, my introduction, right? I mentioned earlier was Pobiak. You sent me a YouTube video for the song Deliver Me. And I remember exactly where I was. I was in the computer lab at John Tyler. And I'm sitting there, and all I hear is just the opening words, deliver me, and it just, like, kicked me in the chest. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> You're like, this song is so awesome. I'm like, all right. And then I just got the album and just, like, played it nonstop like this. And, like, I didn't really go back into the back catalog for years. I would just play Deep Blue, and that was it. And then mm-hmm. Atlas came out, and then, you know, that's pretty much all she wrote for my love for Parkway Drive. Uh, what about you, Aaron? Yeah, I think the the first song I heard was Sleepwalker um, because that was like their single that they released. Mm-hmm. Um, so I heard that one and that, you know, I know we're going to get to get to the song. So I'm not going to dive too much into what, I, you know, the deets about that one. Um, but I just love the beat to it uh, and then deliver me. Like uh, I heard it for the first time and it was the same, it was the same way that, that loud deliver me. And then just the, the chug chug right into your chest. And, you know, that was, I mean, the, the album was released in like June of 2010. So we were definitely still in the band together. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, was, that was, yeah, that would have been like the fall, fall of 2010 is when, cause I was in school when you sent it to yeah. me. So, that's, yeah, that's so I was a, yeah. So i just finished my freshman year of, uh, of college, um, when that was released. And I, yeah, I remember I sent it to you and I was just like, dude, like this is brutal song yeah yeah it's, and then uh and then of course i you know i bought the album and had it on my my ipod 
You know what I mean? You had a Zoom. You had a Zoom. Don't worry. Dude, I wish I could remember because I definitely got an iPod Touch at some point, you know, when I got the big bucks from my tech job. Uh, But um, but I'm pretty sure when I first got it, it was was just the normal iPod, uh, whatever it was called. Mini. I don't know. I forgot what they were called. Uh, Shuffle. Shuffle. You know, where if you dropped it, it shuffled the songs. And you're like, who fucking invented this shit? Uh, <laughs> was that, that was one that was a stick, wasn't it? Before yeah. they went to like the actual like square. With yeah, the, I didn't have the square. Yeah, I had the I so had the, the, the rectangular shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, one where the screen was this big and you're just like, dude, like, <laughs> this is awesome. Never <laughs> this, high no, this could hold 150 songs. 150 That's songs. incredible. That's like 10 <laughs> albums, dude. <laughs> I no longer have to carry around my book of CDs. This is my Metallica Nano. It's people, started every calling, people at the gym are starting to call me a nerd. Nerd alert! <laughs> Let me leaf through my booklet here. Sir, can here. you hurry up? I'm trying to uh, get a set in. And he's like, hold on. I need to I gotta, get the right CD for the gotta, next set. Gotta find the perfect you, song. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta sift through my, now that's what I call music CDs, to get to the <laughs> That was it. Volume seven or eight. I just can never remember. Oh, what's that? Well, that's Nelly's. Uh, Shake your tail feather. That's that song. That's it's four. Get me going. Hey, listen. We joke about that, but I'm telling you right now. When my son is in high school, if they play any of those songs at their dances, I'm gonna embarrass a shit out of them and be dancing oh. right there. He's gonna pull out the Carlton real hard. <laughs> As you should. And make sure you backflip off a table also. Hey, son, really make sure you shake your tail feather. <laughs> Look at your pops. Please grow a mustache before you say that. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Uh, Ryan, th- how would you get into Deep Blue? And don't say last week when we decided to do this album. No, no, no. I had uh, I had heard. Yeah, it sounds just like we eat a dick. So, yeah, no, I've heard this album several times. Uh, I've heard Parkway Drive here and there. I mean, I think in terms of kind of like the metalcore sphere, right? I listened to obviously Kill Switch, some early As I Lay Dying, I don't know, Unearth, August Burns Red, that kind of stuff. The first song I heard from Parkway Drive that really got my interest was no surprise, Probably their one of their most popular songs is Carrion was the song that I heard mm-hmm. that made me go like, oh, these guys are pretty fucking cool. Uh, so listen to Horizons. I remember that came out. I want to say it was like right after I graduated high school was when Horizons came out. So listen to that some. And then I listened to Deep Blue quite a quite a bit, especially early college, like at VCU. I was listening to Deep Blue pretty often. But it's been a long time since I gave this some spins, and I was I was happy to get back to it. Uh, I really enjoy the album. It's just it's just been a while, and I was surprised at some of the songs that popped up, and I was like, oh yeah. And so this is <laughs> this is fun. So it's cool, right? I mean, this has happened a couple of times where either we we dive back in or we talk about a band that one of us is familiar with, but haven't given an album like it's just due. But in this case, it's just a it's like slipping back into a warm bath <laughs> in a while, but it's still good. <laughs> Well, why don't you lead us into the all the behind the scenes nonsense for this album? Yeah. So for context, so uh, for those of you who don't know, Parkway Drive is an Australian metalcore band and the album Deep Blue is their third studio album recorded in L.A. It was released in June 2010 through Resist Epitaph and Burning Heart Records. Um, It's typically considered one of the most critically acclaimed releases um but you know there's with any other band and any other discography there's you know a little bit of unrest as far as which one somebody's favorite is generally speaking 
it has pretty positive reviews, but you know, we'll see how that how that fares today. So as we'll get into it, there's a couple of guest appearances on the album, which we'll we'll talk about as we get to those songs. But um, yeah, so that's provides a little bit of context there. Anything else that you want to add, either of you? I have really nothing else to say other than I'm fucking excited to get this one started. Pobiak, you got anything? One of my favorite little little tidbits about it is the guy that produced it. Uh, I don't know if this is how you pronounce his last name, but Joe Baresi. Um, that was his first ever metal album that he produced. And they picked him because he had done a lot of rock bands. He had done a lot of like quiet, like definitely not heavy metal bands yeah. in the past. And there's a specific interview with one, I think one of their guitarists, um, they said that they're like, if they, if he can make those bands sound loud and punchy and exciting, imagine what he can do producing a heavy metal band. Um, so, and then now that guy has gone on, I'm pretty sure he just produced the new Slipknot album. He's yeah. had a couple other ones as well. Um, but yeah, so I always thought that was really cool that that was the first one he ever did. And uh, cause they sent him like a demo and he was like, Oh shit, like this is actually pretty cool. Um, and then he took him on because um, he was a he was a well-known dude and yeah, not saying Parker Jar was nobodies at that time, but I don't think they were at the level as what they're at right now where they're just like they can sell out whatever venue they want. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'll say, you know, that in terms of like the overall sound of this album, which you can get it out now. This is so punchy and tight and goddamn the drums are so fucking loud mm-hmm. and it's just like. When you have headphones on, it's just like beating your eardrums in. It's like, no, 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 not my eardrums I need you to blast. I need you to blast like your bass drums. Leave, please let me hear tomorrow because it's so loud and it just has such a tight punch. And like that's what I really love about this album is just the sonic, like just how punchy, loud, and tight all the songs are so yeah and i agree with you uh i'm now i know everybody's got the preference but i'm a huge fan of loud drums and out like i want to feel the bass drum like when it's going um and and i think parkway drive and i and azalee dying do are two of the best at at doing that um when they when they make albums um it's yeah that's i agree with you adam uh, so, before we go into the album, let's just do a quick thing about the album cover. Pubek, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, when you jump into the lyrics, like he mentions a city multiple times, um, and clearly there is a some type of a city cityscape, uh, you know, in the distance um, with the ocean coming down. So uh, I thought it was, I've always thought it was pretty cool. It's complex but simple at the same time yeah i think it's cool what do you guys yeah i mean same thing i mean if you look at where they were at with killing with a smile and horizons first i mean killing with a smile oh five was you know kind of like that stereotypical just you know angsty teen Mm -hmm. on the like road that's cracked horizons has like a snowy peak or uh you know a desert you know embankment with the blue background and then like Deep blue, it's kind of the same thing, just like it's the horizon, it's the, the skyline of a city with a reflection of the water and like a, you know, almost like a white, bright white light. Either it's emanating from the city or it's like emerging in the horizon, you know, and then it like around the corners, it just 
it's all dark and it says it's got the Parkway Drive font logo and just says deep blue. And that's something cool about Parkway Drive is that they're, you know, they're all of their album covers. They're very like, they're not complex, but they're very simple. Right. And mm-hmm. then, but it, it kind of like speaks to like what you're about to get into in yeah. a way. So they're all very different too. Yes. Like, I yeah. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of bands like sort of stick to the same, you know, sort of design or whatever, mm-hmm. but Parkway drives, like if you lined them all up together and took away the band name, you know, somebody would probably be like, you know, these are different bands for all whatever yeah. seven. hundred percent. Right. Like if you even, if you have their discography pulled up on Spotify, so you can see each of the albums next to each other, it would look like just a random assortment of recent plays that are not mm-hmm. related, but it's all yeah. the same band. Awesome. Well, cool, cool, cool. Well, let's, Dive right in to the lead-off track, and I'm going to mispronounce it, Sam Sara. first track uh aaron you're a guest what do you think i mean uh it's just i guess an quote-unquote intro song uh i guess to get him ready um the the lyrics is he says what existence is suffering uh right at the end there so i mean it, it mean uh, setting you up for kind of a depressing lyrical album it seems like saying existence is suffering uh, i think there's other lyrics in there too like freedom is slavery war is peace um but the existence is suffering is definitely the uh uh one you can actually hear um yeah you know i i feel like there's not too much to say about it the breakdown's cool and the build-up is cool um but you know ryan what do you think yeah i mean it's 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 um, i agree i think it's it's just a cool intro i think you know it um, it brings really cool atmosphere to this to the album it reminds you just how fucking brutal his vocals are as soon as it comes in it's just like you're getting like the wind knocked out of you immediately so yeah it's pretty dope uh i i like it as an intro in terms of ranking when we get to it i don't know if this if we if this is viewed as a song or just like an intro i think there could be arguments for either when we get to that point but yeah i think it's cool i think it's a great way to to kind of tee up the album it's all right. I honestly always forget that there is this intro. Mm-hmm. And like, as far as intros go, like this one, 
outside of like the existence of suffering line at the very end, like it just don't waste my time. Just get right into unrest and let's fucking go. So, yeah, never really understood why it was like on the album, like cool thing to start a show with. But yeah, yeah. I could see, yeah, I could see that as like you know, the curtain is up and the the music starts to fade in. But yeah, I don't. Would you like it better as an instrumental, right? Like if there were only an instrumental, there was no vocals, and that intro track was a minute long of just that kind of atmospheric intro and a little bit of instrumental. Would that be better or worse? I probably like it better. I mean, but I do. uh, I'll say you know the. um, I think more so the best part about it is actually the title itself. You know, Mm -hmm. um, the. Means the indefinitely repeated cycles of birth, misery, and death caused by karma, which is, you know, when you when you look at it that way about what Deep Blue is going to be about, you're like, ooh, all right. But I think I think overall, I think the make it like gonna be a minute, you know, fade, like fade, you know, fade in quicker of the music coming in, make it a minute long instead, and then let's just get right to it. I mean, it's almost like was it um, like nine and ten from Trivium. It's like you have this nice melodic intro, then it, boom, it goes right into the song. But by putting lyrics with it, it's like, man, like it kind of. Doesn't uh, Atlas have a similar deal with the first song on Atlas? Isn't that kind of like a similar thing, if I'm remembering correctly? Uh, yeah, Sparks. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. And it seems I like a very Sparks, Parkway so. Drive, very Parkway Drive thing to have like a minute and a half to two minute long intro song with a small amount of vocals. I think if that's pretty similar. Yeah, so yep. clearly yeah, have something we can rank like. it, but it's it is what it is. Well, let's. Uh, I'm getting a little restless over here. Let's go into the next track, unrest. Oh! 
Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great way to actually really start the album. It's a fucking sick song. So there's something I want to point out that will be something that comes up a few times throughout this. There's a bit of a trope that plagues a lot of especially metalcore bands. And that for me is like the lyrical depth. A lot of especially metalcore bands, the lyrical content is very it's not great, right? Like they're just being blunt. So for example, the line, you could win the rat race, but you're still a fucking rat. Like if you were to read that as a metal lyric, you're just kind of like, all right, whatever. But the delivery on it is so sick that like, you don't care. (laughs) So yeah, it's, that's where that's kind of what separates just a metalcore band from something that is really just badass and can do it effectively. So yeah, I think that's one of those things that takes a negative and it can actually run with it. You don't really notice. So yeah, I think this is a, it's a very cool song. It's a very good indication of what's to come on the album, but that would be the something that, that sticks out to me that even when he was saying it, I kind of was thinking to myself, I was like, that's kind of a dumb line, but I was like, but it was delivered so fucking cool that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, man, uh, I agree with Ryan like that, you know, great, real intro into the album. Um, and, you know, like, so when I was doing my research, like on the meaning of everything, uh, I actually fi- I found a quote from Winston McCullough himself, you know, just talking about the album. You, you know, he said it's about the search for truth in a world that seems to be devoid of that. The story is told through the eyes of a man who wakes up and realizes that his life is a lie and nothing and he nothing he believes in is real. So he tries to find the truth of himself and his journey takes him to the bottom of the ocean and back again. Um, end quote. Uh, so like right out the gate, you know, the lyrics, you know, I've walked these streets a thousand times till this world never seems so colder. So we're already getting a, a um, what's it called? A reference to the city that we see in the album cover uh and then yeah the i really like the lyrics man uh, especially right there the security is illusion for the for the week and then where he says another gear in their fucking machine um i feel like that's like i feel like those two especially the the gear in the fucking machine that's that's such a powerful lyric because there are so many people who think that they are just so important when in reality, they just like, you're just a gear and some machine uh, that is constantly rotating. And then when you die off, like that machine's still going to keep rotating. Like the machine doesn't stop because you're gone. Um, So I feel like those, those lyrics really hit. I feel like that is what that song was about. Like he's seeing that for the first time. So it's keeping him up in this unrest state. He's finally seeing it. Um, but he doesn't know how to respond to it. Um, that's how I interpreted those those lyrics. Uh, well, wow. Uh, ditto, I guess, on that. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I've heard this song thousands of times. I've actually never really paid that much attention to the lyrics. I've always just thought, like, outside of that, you know, the breakdown was like, this song has always been like a skipper for me. Um, like, I... I've always thought that Sleepwalker was the better album song to start, but after you describe all this, I'm like, holy shit, like that's fucking awesome. And I definitely see it from a different light now. Of you're right. I mean, this song is about people that yeah, we're all gears in the same machine. It's another cog, right? But everyone's chasing that, you know, the fame, the glory to be, you know, looked at as great and wonderful, but who gives a shit? Like 
yeah. what's going to happen when you're gone. No one's going to care. And unfortunately for 99.9% of the whole world, that's who we are. You know, that our impact is going to be little. So but make your life worthwhile. You know, do something different. Be something different. So, yeah. So thank you actually, uh, I guess, changing my opinion about how actually brutal and awesome this song is. So next track, Sleepwalker. <laughs> smokes fucking sleepwalker <laughs> i I, like, I really think that coming out of damn sorry i think sleepwalker would have been a much better song to kick off the album unrest is still fucking cool but just the way it's got that muffled intro it sounds like the intro screen of like some arcade game uh, way to steal literally <laughs> what i typed in the chat you dumb dick <laughs> Uh, but no, like that intro, it sounds like you know. It sounds like a like a, like if you're walking by an arcade machine and that's what's playing as it's playing like the little demo reel of what the game's about. That's what it makes me I'm think just, of every time I hear it. I'm just imagining just um, like being like at a house party and just being upstairs and just hearing like the music mm-hmm. just bump. Through. Oh, that's a cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I just imagine just like being like passed out upstairs at 119 and just hearing <laughs> like the fucking music ruffle through the kitchen ceiling. And it's like, God, turn it down. And then someone just like kicks open the door and you can hear the music at full volume. It's like, that, that's actually, what it feels like to me. I really like um, that. Yeah. And, and like, just after you all got really mentioned about the whole like city, um, like I, I've just have totally spaced on just this reference of 
the songs and like the cityscape and that skyline of where this i'm actually really pumped as the story this album goes on to really actually live see a different view of what how these songs are actually impactful um but i mean this song is just i mean it's was written in 2010, but it's still just as relevant today. You know, these city, uh, this city, these lifeless catacombs are tombs mm, they have it. become. Buried alive at birth, never to return. Chained the masses, trapped and trained by vicious minds. I let them tear away everything inside. Like, it's just, it's, you know, we, especially with fucking cell phones and technology and social media, it's like, you know, you see those, uh, like, these cartoon drawings of people who just, like, you know, they're chained to their cell, cell phones, you know, they're always searching that next like high, like, oh, did someone like my photo? Did someone like my post? You know, it's and it's getting only gonna get worse, I think, with our children's generation. Like for Christmas, my daughter was given a, like a little toy cell phone. Oh, like dear. it has all like actual like ringtones from Samsung and Apple and all this stuff. I'm just like, why? stop giving her a fucking phone. Like, I get so irritated with my father-in-law. I'm like, stop giving her your fucking phone. Like, she doesn't need to be, you know... Conditions. Ryan, what's the word? We're, conditions? Uh, stimulated? Conditioned, I thank you. Like, not being conditioned to just be sucked into a fucking screen all the time. But but then she looks at, you know, me and my wife, and what are we doing when we watch TV? On our fucking phones. I'm just like, oh, it fucking kills me. Like, I, I want to just totally unlock myself from this shackle. But yeah, this song is, it's... It's fucking brutal, and Winston, it, I'm going to say it every fucking goddamn song, Winston's vocals are fucking killer, and just it's, I mean, you feel that raw emotion in his voice, man. Killer, killer fucking track. Oh, Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, I, I like Sleepwalker. I really like the intro of it. I think it's it's a cool song. This, to, to me, feels as though it has more depth than Unrest. It, it does feel pretty parallel in terms of kind of what the songs are talking about. I think that there there's a lot of similar, you know, thematic elements in both, which are cool. Um, you know, particularly this idea of just being kind of a cog in the machine and people just kind of sleepwalking through their lives and just getting stuck in routine and not really kind of breaking out of that mold. So I like that quite a bit. And I definitely agree. His his vocals are insanely powerful throughout this whole album. And I think this album or this song helps to showcase that. That being said, I, I see why this is the single on the album. I would say this is probably a pretty, I mean, relatively speaking, it's a pretty digestible track. I think that, you know, regardless of your taste, I think this song would be a little bit more digestible for people uh, than some of the others that come to offer on it. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a solid song. I think it's a pretty solid metalcore track. I don't think it necessarily has some of the, you know, atmospheric complexity that some of the other songs have that will pop up. But it's great. I mean, it's a really great song. It's very solid all the way through. Aaron, yeah, uh, I love this song. I think, like I said earlier, this was the first one I heard off the album because it was the single. Uh, and God, I just like the beat right out the gate. Just the the beat that da 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 Like there's there's just. I can't think of one other metal song that has like a beat like that, that goes exactly like that. Uh, if you had told me to pick some off the top of my head, I couldn't think of one. Um, and if you were to say, Hey, pick a metal song. That's got like a sweet rhythmic beat to it. I'd be like, Oh dude, sleepwalker, uh, parkway drive, hundred percent. Um, you guys have hit a lot, pretty much everything I was going to say when it comes to like analyzing lyric wise, I agree with Orion. 
the uh, theme of it is almost identical to unrest. Like again, like we're, we're two songs in, we've already referenced the city on the album twice now. Um, my absolute favorite line of it is this city, these lifeless catacombs, our tombs they have become. Like, dude, I, it gives me chills just hearing that and then saying And, and the, 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 the delivery, the way he does it too. Man. Yes. Just um, yeah, our tombs that, yeah, it's so good. Um, but like, you can feel like in the song, like how angry he is delivering these lyrics because he knows that he's saying these things but he's a part of it like how do we get out of it because we're we're born into this this life and then we're sleepwalking our way through life um being like ryan said being a part of that cog um yeah it's uh i love this song Uh, yeah sleepwalk our lives away and then he says lost souls like you know that that's the whole message of it is like why why are we sleepwalking through our lives well it's because it's what we're trained to do you know Mm -hmm. it's what we're born to do and it's really hard to escape that um so yeah the i love the song i mean last thing before we move on um i'll say winston's vocals too it's like there are some parts where he is you know i think for our ears you know that how the fine tune that it is to these types of vocals he is so clear on a lot on a lot of the tracks. The other times where he gets a little jumbled, and I was like, "What the fuck did he say?" I don't care. Move it on. He still sounds <laughs> fucking brutal. But like, yeah, like you said, like this city, these lifeless catacombs are tombs. They've become like it's clear as day. I can understand that almost perfect. So this is a really good album too. I think for someone that's been in the scene for a bit and you know is ready to take it to the next level in terms of like the harshness and heaviness of vocals. This is like a, like a good intermediate album to give to someone. It's like, all right. And you've heard, you know, like disturbed, like the little more like, like the heavy, hard, like yelling vocals. Like now let's throw in some actual like passion and mm-hmm. like angst in his voice. So yeah, no doubt. All like right. I, you know, I just wanted to, what you just said, like whenever, like randomly my wife will want to listen to metal and I almost always go to Parkway driving like this because it's, it's a happy intermediate. It's heavy, but every once in a while I'll throw in something real heavy. Like into the hellfire by Lorna Shore. No doubt. I have shown her that song. (laughs) (laughs) My wife hates that fucking song. Really? I see. See, here's the thing, man. When it comes to music, like I can dislike mute songs but i can also respect how much talent it takes to do something like i tried to explain to lauren i was like when i showed her lorna shore and I, we were talking the vocals i was like this guy's vocals this is like watching lebron james do like a 360 windmill dunk like yeah. that's the level that this guy's vocals are at uh, and then that sort of got her to appreciate and i would say the same thing for winston mccall like n- like his vocals are like he's definitely at the top of a game when it comes to metal vocals. Yeah. I think he he's definitely only, has what Yeah, he's only getting better too. I think like he's not, I mean, he's getting a little more with age, but you know, he's still just as strong live. Like he's not like winded or, you know, oh, yeah. muffling and you know juggling through some of the words, uh, but he's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, ran, I think if he, oh, go ahead. If he randomly, like bust it out like a clean vocal one day, I think I would just nut. Like I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> sleepwalk our lives away. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> I mean, that was you said that's the noise. That's what happens. That's what happens. The clean happens, apparently. All right. Well, boys, let's move on to the next track. Wreckage. Precious little co-host with your two arms of tattoos. What you got for this song called Wreckage? Don't know how to respond to that. But yeah, so <laughs> the song, I really, really like Wreckage. I think it's 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 a very, very cool song. I think the first few times you hear this album, it might be a bit of a sleeper song, but it's fucking good. It's, it's really, really good, especially that section with the guitar tapping and it's just it's just really cool. I, I like the the atmosphere that it brings out. I, I think the lyrical content in this one is I, I like it a lot, especially things like, you know, the, the child of a loveless world. I am the consequence of a complete collapse. I am the blackest soul. I am the horror you created all those those kinds of things. It's just it evokes a lot of really, really cool, badass imagery. Um, and yeah, so I just I like it a lot. And especially the guitar tap part is really dope. And it helps to kind of break away from the the mold or minutia that you see in a lot of metalcore albums, where the whole album may just feel like one long, brutal metalcore song, which is a fun listen. But I think that this song does a good job of kind of you know separating itself from not just other songs of this album, but from kind of the metalcore sphere in general. So yeah, wreckage wreckage really really sticks out for me. I like it a lot. Aaron, what you got? Yeah, man, I like this song too. 
it when it, like the lyrical content i'm you know i'm gosh i'm with orion as well man it's like i feel like the you know with unrest and sleepwalker we're setting the stage for you know what this world is that uh the protagonist if you want to call him of this album lives in and this song wreckage is about him you know coming face to face with what's happening and then now he is suffering the consequences he is the result of this world and, like he's the create you know i am the horror you created my my favorite line of the whole song is is anchored by avarice there's no further left to sink um you know for you english majors avarice means greed uh so like that, that is like i love that line just anchored by avarice there's no further left to sink because it's so true like like everything about the world we live in is anchored just by money and people's desire for material things um and i'm not gonna sit here and like i'm on like a high horse like i don't like having nice things you know what i mean i really really like the lyrics um because i think it speaks to everybody in some in some sense you know like we see like you know i don't want to i don't want to be greedy i don't want to have material things like but it, it's nice it's nice to have those things yeah so we are a horror that the world we live in is created so I mean, for me this song like sleepwalker is killer um and then coming into this like the very first couple times you hear it it's like skip like like musically it was a skip for me like because it's just like a very kind of generic sounding and that's something that you know with parkway drive like they do metalcore they do it well and they don't really deviate too far from the formula um on these first three albums right it's like if it's not broke don't fix it just keep writing good songs that you were actually passionate about but then once that guitar comes in in about a minute 40, I'm just like, oh, good thing I didn't skip this because it's like, it just, it, it just really just changes the whole tone of the song. And it, that's what like hooks me in. I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. And it just, the guitar goes on the tapping and like you hear, you know, the bass and drums are just, you know, driving the song. You've got the tapping on one guitar and then the other guitar is just like, almost just like going just like, in and out of like the song it's like i just imagine like you have the guy in the center doing the tapping and the other guitar player just like running across the stage just like the sound just like going from left ear to right ear the whole time um and then you hear just it just kick right back in and um what does it say like he comes right back and like flood my lungs pull my teeth it's like whoa like what a awesome song but yeah i mean I, lyrically i mean y'all have already said it both um you know the my, my favorite lyrics are like the mind fuck you instigated. I am the seed of self-destruction, the bitter taste of life's regret. It's like, well, all right, I guess I'm a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> well, let's keep on moving then. Yeah. I just, I feel like you can just, we said, it, I said it earlier, you can feel the anger that he had or they had when writing these lyrics. All right. Uh, well, next track, you know, I can't do this podcast without my best friend sometimes he's good other times he feels like he's a dead weight <laughs> you dumb dildo
want you to lead us off on this one because I have two thoughts that I know you're probably going to nail for me. So why don't you okay. take it away? Um, well, I like. I definitely want to start off with the begin. Like, love the intro. Yeah, the duh, 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 duh. yeah. That, that's one of the coolest intros uh, that I can think of to a metal song. Just the the beat, the energy, love it. Lyric wise, I feel like this is the part of the story of our protagonist where he is starting to get he, he's be, quote becoming that dead weight. He's getting pulled into this deep blue ocean that we're talking that you know we're talking about with this album, and he has to make the decision: is fighting getting pulled under worth it? Whereas, you know, will I find shelter in the place this, the sun can never find? Will he find that shelter deep uh, in the in the ocean? Um, you know, give me one reason to resist. Like, you know, I find no solace beneath a godless sky. Basically saying, like, I, what is my reason for not wanting to just slip down and get pulled into this deep blue, into this ocean? So I think that's the part of the story we're at is like, you know, what is my reason to exist what's my reason to not want to go down there um so we're definitely getting to a dark part of the album right here where he he sees you know the world that he lives in he he's trying to give himself any reason to not slip down and be dead weight under the ocean so yeah i thought lyrics are you know they're very dark and they're sad but yeah i do like the song all right, so you got one from me, and yes, it's that the very intro where you just have the kick drum going and the guitar, and but then it's just the way it like that's the one of the best thing about this album. Like all the songs, pretty much have a really cool, unique way of just like kicking off and just saying it's it's not the same. Like this song's entirely different from the last one that we're going to. But the one of my favorite parts, and this is just very classic and of the times but when he says when i look inside the nothingness confronts me and then it's black mm-hmm. like, fuck yes and i was really hoping you'd pick up on that which i know you know god i mean you could always do it pretty well so this is you know a really fun song it's when you read the lyrics and you look in that way of you know this of the protagonist it's like it's it's again, it's sad and depressing. Um, but for a, the track, you know, we're really four tracks in for the songs now. This really kind of just feels like a middling song. Um, it's the intro is cool. I mean, I love that the line with the blah. Um, and then again, Winston's vocals are phenomenal. But overall, like, it just doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, it's just like it's the placeholder song until we mm-hmm. go on. But the last thing about the guitars is that. And I wrote down like the guitar is like channeling like that right hand of Hetfield. Like it's just like the rhythm is just so tight and tuned in. I mean the I mean the guitar is still on the I mean, was it Jeff and Pig? Like those two guys are just excellent guitars. Like they're not like really flashy like with solos or anything like that, but like they just can write a good riff that fits well and it just it kicks ass. Well but Ryan, what you got? Here comes our first disagreement, Adam. I think the song is great. I think it's uh, I think it's fucking fast and groovy, and it's it's got a sick melodic riff to it. And I, didn't say I mean, it was bad. You said it was. Didn't you just say it was a skipper? I didn't say it. Well, uh, maybe I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Goddamn Christmas mornings. You're taking so. minutes. Yeah, come on now. Uh, I, I think this is a great fun song i would say this would be a fantastic live song i think this would be a song that would be super fun at a show because it's just you know it's fast intense it's groovy uh yeah it's a fun it's a fun cool song i mean this is never a skipper for me i don't think it's anything like 
super out of left field or anything, but it's it's a solid, fun, fast, fast song, which as we've spoken about many times, I'm a sucker for fast, thrashy songs. So yeah, maybe that's why it kind of, you know, lends itself to my ear a little bit more. But yeah, I like this song a lot. Well, good for you, buddy. I'm glad that you really like it. Uh, I'm <laughs> glad that you um, didn't feel alone on your thoughts about the track since Bobak was there with you. So next track, <laughs> that's alone. So um, when it comes, I'm sort of what Adam was on the last song for this one with Alone. Um, I like the song. Like, I don't think it's a bad song, but this is definitely not one of the ones that I'm like stick on for the whole time or, you know, I'll, I'll definitely skip this one from time to time. I like the intro, you know, the like, that's cool. That's a cool little, little riff. Um, but other than that, like, I don't, Nothing sticks out to me where I'm just like, man, like this part is so cool. This part is so good. Um, the the where we're at in the story is very similar to the debt. Like dead weight was him getting pulled under, and to me alone is when he is decided he is going to fight back. He's going to fight the the undertow, the current, whatever word you want to use uh, for the ocean pulling him under. Like there, where's the line? Um, With a final effort, I strike out across the swells seeking only the answers maybe horizons hold 
Um, so that to me is, you know, our protagonist deciding, you know, this world is fighting for, but I'm going at it alone with one final effort. And I don't know if this was a uh, reference to their album Horizons. I don't know for putting that word in there, but if it is very cool, uh, I always took it as that. But yeah, so, you know, lyric wise, I think it's pretty good, but in terms of, you know, where I'm at with favorites, this is definitely lower on my list of the songs. I definitely not one of my top ones of the album. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, as far as bringing in a song that has, obviously there's not going to be any kind of ballady type songs, but kind of slowing it down a little bit and kind of trying to be a bit more atmospheric. It's okay. Right. Like I think it's, there's aspects of it that are pretty cool. That kind of distinguish itself from other, other tracks on the album and it has a little more of a, I don't even know if sensitive is the right word here, but kind of, I guess an emotional take to it. But that being said, it doesn't really grab me. I, again, I would kind of echo what Aaron says. It's, it's fine. Like it's okay. I'm not mad when I hear it, but it's, it's honestly pretty forgettable. So I, it's all right. That's pretty much all I can really say. Yeah. I echo both your sentiments uh, on that. The, the it, it's not a filler. I think, really going through the story like it's you know i'm just imagining um after dead weight like he's pulled underneath the ocean and then now he's like going super saiyan and like bursting through the fucking you know ocean and it's like nah fuck this like i'm going to fight back and and fight this you know but but overall i mean yeah the intro is interesting like you know it's, it has a nice like oh like here comes like a like slower ballet song a little you know breather but that's really just the intro, and then it just it punches right in. But overall, yeah, it's 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 not a sleeper; it's kind of a skipper. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. So yeah, next track, pressures. Yeah. 
Ryan, your little princess, you go first. What just just that slap that I told you about the other day? It's coming sooner than you think. I'm waiting for the scrot punch. It's a kick, <laughs> and they're gonna might happen at the same time if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Kevin would refer that as the unblockable move. If you guys remember <laughs> that, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I still tell uh, that story. God, it's so good. Um, speaking of unblockable moves, this song is pretty, pretty solid. I think that um, it's to me one of the most complete sounding songs, if that makes sense. Uh, it feels as though there's a lot of like thorough layers to it. There's also a part I don't know the exact timestamp, maybe about a third of the way through the song, where there's almost kind of like a, a layered, staggered guitar thing going on. It actually gives me kind of like early ish in flames vibes, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah, I like Pressures a lot. I think it's it's a solid, brutal metalcore song. I think my only slight gripe with it is the very beginning of the of this song. I think it's probably pretty polarizing. Some people think it's probably awesome. Some people don't. I'm in the I don't think it's very awesome sounding camp myself, but I just I love his vocals. I don't like the way he sounds at the beginning of the song, but I don't hate it. I'm pretty it's kind of meh. So Adam's face just went from really excited to really upset, but Hey, that's just my thoughts. I still think it's a it's a killer song. All right, I'm gonna go ahead now and to tell you how stupid you are. Um, <laughs> that is probably one of my favorite parts of the song. And I'm just I just feel like I'm walking by the bathroom and he's screaming in there. <laughs> is that what you were gonna say? <laughs> yes. Really? I'm just imagining him just like being like a you know a kid and just in the bathroom, like practicing his screams. And his mom's like, Winston, what are you doing in there? He's like, I'm, I'm practicing my vocals, mom. Stop. <laughs> All right, honey, dinner's at seven. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you had like this echo. And then I just, but I am in the camp. I think that's an awesome way. Cause especially the way it's happening is like their voices search for me. And it's like, and then the music kicks in through the darkness and it goes back to him just solo, yet I feel desire's cold grip upon my heart. And then it's like the earmuffs come off, you know, he opens the door and it's like, no more. And then it's this stomp of like, my solitude, my shield, my armor. It's like, it's just, it's awesome. Like the, the big gang vocals, like you see like the whole band like pop out of the bathtub and the toilet. And then it's like, <laughs> my solitude, my shield, my armor. It's like... I, I just, you know, I love this song. Like, it's definitely a, a big you know, step up from Alone in the track listing. Um, like, it, and I'll let Aaron, like, go on about the storytelling about the song. But, I mean, overall, I think it's, it's probably one of the most well-rounded songs so far, right? We're, what, seven tracks in now? One, two, three, four, five, six tracks in, excuse me. Um, well, you're right, outside seven. of the intro. Oh, outside of the intro. And, um, so it's like, it's just well-rounded, like, the like a guitar solo, you know, about a minute in, it's like, that's just, whoa, that's pretty awesome. And like a crazy lead line. But then you have the, just like that chugga chugga stomp, stomp. Like this is, um, yeah, yeah, this is a awesome, awesome song. Like it's, it's definitely up there for me. So, so uh, yeah, what do you I, got for us? Yeah. I, I love this song and um i'm with you the intro is one of my favorite parts of the whole song and maybe it hits a little co like that story you just told maybe it hits a little close to home when i was trying to uh teach myself how to scream oh. and uh you know what i mean like because like I, that was me at one point like you know 
we were, I was a junior and a half, almost a senior in high school. And I'm trying to learn how to do metal lyric, metal screaming. And where am I going to go? You know? So I'm like upstairs in my room or in the bathroom, you know, trying to do this. And I, I specifically remember doing it once practicing and like going downstairs. And my dad was like, he was like, you know, I can hear you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I love this song. And to me, this is, this is like the middle or the turning point of the story uh, where he, uh, I guess the turning point of the narrative is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, he's in alone. He decides he's going to go after it. The pressures of the, the pressures of the ocean and the, and society have changed him. He's decided he wants to live and fight this quote unquote evil force that is making us all sleepwalk through life um so to speak as he's been alluding to um love the, the lyrics i have seen the face of death and i choose not to accept its form and then i taste the fear i see the weakness in their eyes they cannot hide as i devour all i mean dude that line is just again and the, the delivery the way he says it it's so yeah. fucking just tasty yeah um, it's so good like we keep talking about his his vocals and you know and it's only going to get better with our next one that we're going to but um but yeah like this this song is just like he is it's a change in there like the, the the first few songs that we've been the, you know the first however many six five songs we've been listening to it's it's depressing it's like you know i don't want to live like this I'm getting pulled under, you know, this world, like what, what is the deal? What is the point? And then this one is where like, nah, fuck that shit. I've seen the face of death and I choose not to accept its form. I'm going to fight, fight back. Uh, and now we're starting to feel like this, this punch, like right in the dick, like, okay, okay. We're starting to get to it. And then, dick you know, punch. yeah. Um, and that's scroll kick, scroll kicks and dick punches, baby. And that's not usually what happens as you kind of get towards the back half of an album. I think in so many of our discussions of the album reviews, there's been so many times where like a couple of okay intro songs, badass middle, and then we start to get to the tail end. We're both like, all right, there might be one or two gems in here, but we're just kind of fucking slogging on to this point. But this does not really follow that formula. But and that goes back to as much as we dislike their first track, that word, like Adam said, samsara or however you say it, is death re into rebirth. So mm -hmm. they're starting with this depressing death at the beginning of the album, and now we're Holy getting, fuck. Reborn, re, getting reborn. Yeah, I mean, because the the first, you know, the first half of this album, outside of Sleepwalker, yeah, all the songs are good in their own right. Um, I, I mean, I think they've, in terms of the story, it's perfect placement, right? They, we're we're telling this narrative, but overall, the songs, it's like, okay, I mean, Sleepwalker is fucking killer. But the rest are just okay. You know, overall, it's like really once pressures come on, it's just like he is an unshackled beast and we're about to fucking just hit banger after banger after banger. And like this is this is an awesome ride that we're getting ready to go on. So um but yeah, it's just very interesting that the first half is I think is the weaker half of the album. Like the second half is about to just kick you in the dick. And <laughs> I can't wait because the next track, mm. Deliver Me. Deliver Me! Oh, from the darkest of men. 
to the face just the unblockable punch this song is hands down my favorite of all time parkway drive song i'm not sure if it's spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) i you know i mm, 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 mm. i mean i just fucking love this song i'm not sure if it's the nostalgia from being the very first song i ever heard but there is just so much about this song. The very beginning, you know, it's kind of like Pressures, where you just have Winston coming out, but just the way he says, deliver me, and the music immediately comes in, and that's just like the punch in the chest, and just the way he's delivering the vocals from the darkest abyss, from the depths of an internal rest, grasping at the threads of sanity, only to watch them slip through my hands. Um, and... You know, just it goes on crawling, uh, clawing at the emptiness, but a ghost I reach towards the end, lost in darkness, lost in time, losing a grip of my fucking mind. Ignorance is an easy friend, but at the end, it takes everything. And then this awesome guitar comes in after that. And just his, again, this the way that the song is just, it's unchained, and there is nothing it's going to do, you can do to stop it. It is dragging you through and like just pummeling you with its just epic ferocity. Um, and then it, it goes down. Like it's going to have the, the bridge build up. Guilt draws me down like a stone. It chokes my throat and gnaws my bones. Regret breeds a heavy heart. And then just a 
classic, classic metalcore breakdown. Just the way he says it, reality torn in two. And I can feel like he's just like Kratos, just like ripping open a mountain when he does this. And the just you have this this build up, this chugga chugga, this stomp, you know, eating alive, but I will survive. I survive. And then again, the way he delivered it, fury deliver me. It's like he's just like being imbued with all this like strength and energy to just kick the antagonist ass in this story. I just I love this song so fucking much. Whenever anyone ever asks about Parkway Drive, I'm just like, this is the song that got me into them, and this is the song to get you into them. <laughs> and I cannot give an enough high praise to the song. If I could give this more stars than ten, I'd give it a hundred thousand stars. Like hundred thousand stars. <laughs> like it is just a fucking masterpiece of a fucking song. Anyone else got anything else to say? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you've said you've said a, pretty much everything I was going to say. Like everybody's got their opinion and I don't give a shit. Like this is closest to a perfect metal song that you can get in my opinion. Like it has everything uh from that from the hit you in the face guitars and drums to the music to the lyrics is really good we even get a quiet part in there you know with a nice little acoustic uh sound that comes right back to it um i love this song and it's tied for me as my favorite parkway drive song tied uh with boneyards but um yeah like Adam kind of already hit on the story wise part of it, you know, the, about him just attacking this antagonist to me, it's like, this is where our protagonist is dealing with a bunch of internal conflict and now how he is attacking this new reality that he has to, you know, confront. But yeah, man, like the part where he says reality torn into that, like torn into that, that scream, man, gosh, it's, so good so good definitely top five for me and songs i've listened to ever uh, i'm sure adam can feel the same and just on repeat um especially when i'm at the gym and i need to hit a heavy heavy lift like i try and time that up but yeah man i, I love this song love it love it love it here comes orion fucking hate it well time to <laughs> shit on both of your parades because this song sucks ass no i uh no, this this I, I I can't. This song is is fucking great. I literally have metalcore done right as my tagline for the song. I think for me, it also very much solidifies why you could make the argument for Winston having the strongest vocals, particularly in metalcore. Right? I think he definitely has that just brutality and also to some degree that range for it. It's just, this is a fucking awesome song. This is a killer metalcore song. I would agree with you, Aaron. This is a fucking awesome metal song in general. I particularly like, you know, the symbolism and just everything. It feels when he says crushed, you feel that, right? Like it sounds like crushed. And also, I also really like the song Crushed by Parkway Drive. <laughs> so, the, you know, there's probably a little bit of bias there. The song is, yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, no, I, um, I have to agree with both of you gentlemen. Deliver Me is a fucking awesome song. Is it my favorite on this album? We'll see. But it's really, really damn good. And I can't even joke about having anything bad to say about it. It's, it's a great song. It's really damn good. Yeah. And uh, I've 
you know, Parkway Drive is my only favorite band that I haven't seen live yet because they refuse to come to United States. But until recent, until now, of course. But um, if they, if I go and see them, two things: if they don't play "Deliver Me," I immediately ask for my money back. And two, <laughs> go tell them. Excuse that. me, Winston. Yeah, <laughs> I will put my hand on your chest. Like, stop the show. Like, you will play it. Um, sure. But if they do, if they do play it, man, I don't know if I will ever mosh harder than during this song. Like, well, I can't make, even imagine. Make sure you take some of leave or Advil prior to the show. I know. To getting prepare. older. Getting older. But but still, man, like, I mean, Adam, just think about these parts of the song. Like, there's like multiple parts where I'm just like, oh, I'm thrown down here, thrown down here, thrown down here. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. Very I, first line delivery and punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. If, they, if it's the first song they play, I don't know if I'm going to see the rest of the show. Like, <laughs> I could imagine this song. Like, this would be the perfect wall of death song where it's just you, you play pressures and Winston's like, all right, you know, we got a banger coming for you. But before we do this, you know, it's like, I need you to go over there and all y'all to go over there mm-hmm. and you'll know when to hit this and just looks at the, looks back at the band and he's like, all right, boys or lads, or whatever the fuck they say in Australia and just turns back to the crowd no music, no band, and it's just deliver me, and this the crowd just immediately. It's like, up, oh, yep, that's the part where we just start slamming into each other. Yep. And well, don't you remember the video that I sent you of the live for, where that it was a long time ago? But he was like getting people to go, hey, 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 like that, and they're all doing it. And then he goes, one, two, three, deliver, and then it hits like that. That's how they start. They like got people chanting, and then he hit one, two, three, and then immediately went into that deliver me. Oh. God, like this is i know we're harping on be, this song but yeah well it's the it's a, just a fantastic song but well anyway so moving on uh well i hope with orion's last comment about he likes a song uh there will be karma to pay if it's not the number <laughs> one you got that all right next track karma Why? To the point of no return. Stay crowd. 
Art Orion, redeem us. Redeem yourself, actually, <laughs> after that comment. Which one? You just said it was a good thing that I said I liked the song. Yeah, you, dummy. Depending on where you rank it, though. Oh, well, you'll find out. Anyway, uh, Karma, what are your thoughts, my friend? Karma is, in my opinion, another banger. I think this is a fun, kick-ass, killer track that has a ramped-up brutality from some of the other songs on the album. It feels as though, unlike many other metal albums, we're ramping up, right, as we progress through the back half of this of this record, and I like that a lot. I would say, frankly, with the exception of, of a couple of things here and there, the back half feels more in line of what I would necessarily expect from a from Parkway. But yeah, I, I, I like Karma a lot. You know, it doesn't I don't have any very specific feedback on it other than I think it's it's very solid. It's very fun. It's it's a great way to kind of capitalize on what they're good at, if that makes sense. So while it doesn't necessarily separate itself from other songs they do, it's a prime example of what they can do well. So I like Karma a lot. Aaron, what you got? Yeah, man, I I, I really like uh, Karma. The, the beginning of it with the drums just banging out and then going into it. Yeah, dude, I love this song. Um, the lyrics wise, I feel like, you know, all the songs we listen to, the lyrics have been a little more abstract. And I feel like this one is a little more on the nose, uh, mm -hmm. so to speak, like, you know, crashing to the surface, surfacing, you know, carry my shipwreck or shipwreck bones, carry my seasick heart home. I, I think it's pretty clear that we're the part of the story where he has come out of the ocean. He is surfacing <laughs> out of the ocean. Um, so I'm not dogging the lyrics, but I guess I would say like in terms of <sighs> lyric quality, it's not as not my favorite. Um, they're still yeah. really cool lyrics, but you know, yeah, I mean, I, I really like the part, let the steel of my resolve be not tested by the sum of my fears. That's a really cool line. Love that line. Just because you can, you can plug that into any motivational speak or, or speech and people will be like, oh yeah, well, who's that? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was actually a uh, Winston McCall from Parkway Drive. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, is a PhD or, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I really, really like the song, especially music wise. Uh, and you know, you know, the story part, you know, we're getting to the, he's surface from the, from the deep blue, from the ocean and, and going about fighting oh, back. The, the deep blue. And I think he's referencing again, a, even though he doesn't say it, he's referencing, you know, shipwreck bones, carry my seasick heart home, take me back to that city, you know, that destroy me so I can wreak havoc on them as well. Um, but, you know, carry me home. So, yeah, I really, really like the song. Yeah. I mean, and I'm again, this is an awesome feeling to go through this album. And I'm so glad you're here doing this with us because it's, I'm really, I don't, why I was so fucking blinded by, <laughs> by this whole story. I mean, I love the album, but I've, I've listened to it for a decade and really never picked up on this whole story. And I've always wondered why the song was called karma, but now, you know, it's karma. It's, this is the rebirth. I think of the protagonist. It's, you know, you know, fury, Deliver me is how deliver me ends. You know, pressure. He's just like, all right, fuck this. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna deal with this shit anymore. And like, deliver me is like, you know, he's talking to himself in the mirror, and he's like, you can do it, water boy. And like, karma is like again, it's like him just like burst, like crashing to the surface, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like now he's like flying through the air and gonna go back to you know the city that you know 
destroyed him or whatnot. But again, like as I mentioned earlier, like all the songs have a different way of introducing themselves. And here we have like a nice, really cool drum intro. And like on the song, like musically, the drums are my favorite part of the song. They are so punchy and tight, and it's just yeah, the production is so sonically awesome. And I love the song. And uh, Ryan, you mentioned too, it's like the second half of this album is only getting stronger and stronger um, in terms of saying that the second half is an awesome back half of the album. I mean, Pressures, Deliver Me, and Karma, like three back-to-back bangers. And then we also have a, you know, a, you know, a subtle nod to a future song, Vice Grip, you know, a body locked in the vice grip of conflict, you know, mm-hmm. just, it's awesome. And then, I mean, I've always loved that um, Shipwreck Bones, Carry My Seasick Heart Home, just a really cool thing. But yeah, that, the Steel of My Resolve line is fucking awesome, so... Um, yeah, awesome fucking song. Glad we can all agree with that. Uh, next track, probably one of the most cliche titles of the album Home is for the Heartless. So I actually don't really like this song. It's, I don't know. I just, it's not exciting to me. Um, and to be honest with you, I think the way that the album has been going, I feel like the lyrics on this one are kind of out of place uh, with where we're at in the story. Like I get it at this part, he's, he's returning home. And what he's seeing is like his home is like, you know, a mess or destroyed and from from what, you know, greed has done. But we went from 
just this empowering angry like i'm gonna destroy then now we're we're here where it seems like that the way this is written was almost like what before pressures was um yeah like i know you're gonna disagree with me because i saw your face but when it comes to songs that i've skipped the most this is definitely number one uh i've skipped this one the most i just at no point do i get excited for this song again i don't want people to hear that and be like i think it's a bad song i don't think that at all you know i just don't really like it that much and, and i i really hold firm that i think it's just out of place on the album go ahead orion yeah i'm <clears throat> i'm glad you said that uh i i had said i could be pretty quick on this one yeah i think you nailed it on the head i i hear what you're saying about it being not a bad song i don't think it's a very good song i think it's not particularly good in my opinion it feels out of place. And I think one of the other things that just really puzzles me is they, they have Brett, the guitars from bad religion on this song doing guest vocals. And my reaction is just why though? Right? Like it's just, it's, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the song. I don't think it's a bad song, but I also would say it's not a very good song. So yeah, that's all I got. Well, <laughs> sorry, buddy. We made it. Nine songs. That's pretty good. Overall agreement, and you're both fucking wrong. <laughs> this song is a fucking killer track. The I can understand like placement. You know, it's like well within the story, like, like what's happened. Like you have this build up, and then he's like, oh, let me just go by my old house and see that it's not fucking there anymore, and just be all melancholy about it. But who cares? Like it's a fucking awesome song. I love the very beginning. If home is where the heart is, why do I feel so fucking heartless? And I remember being at the school library and posting this lyric on Facebook. And my dad's like, <laughs> what's wrong? Are you okay? It's a lyric, dad. Don't Put my hair out of my Get face. Out of my, oh, wait, you just said Facebook. I thought you were going to, I thought we were going back to my, I guess this is post MySpace. Post, 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 post my, my oh, oh God. Sure. So you're you're out of my top eight, dad. <laughs> but, no, but I, I mean, I love this song. And then, you know, I just, I really connect when it, just the way that he's talking about Mother Mercy, take my hand, follow me through this forsaken land, Father Time, return what's mine, the innocence you stole from these eyes. I mean, I think, like, songs will always have a place in your heart when it connects to a certain memory or experience that you're going through at the time when you first really hear it or first really connect with it. And, I just think that at the time when I'm hearing this in the fall of 2010, you know, I just, you know, mentally going through shit, you know, in my, you know, got a crazy girlfriend. I can't remember what the fuck if we were on or off at the time, but like, that's killing me. And like, I think the lyric, you know, if home was where your heart was, why do I feel so fucking heartless? And I felt like you know, I was kind of lost right in this world and, you know, being in community college, not know what the fuck I'm going to do, you know, seeing my friends off at, you know, the big university, doing things and i'm just like i felt lost in the you know shuffle so i think that's why i love this song so much it's somehow just connected to me a lot um it definitely has kind of like the same like vibes from alone with that you know slow build up with the guitars and everything but then winston comes in with you know if home is where the heart is like that lyric like okay you got me and you know i don't know if brett from bad religion is doing vocals i think that's him on the guitar no i think he's that, doing vocal i think that's what's weird about it. if i read it correctly even though he's the lead guitarist from bad religion i'm pretty sure he's coming in to do guest vocals 
well, unless, I don't care. I can't tell. It's probably just guest gang vocals. He's probably just hanging out in the studio one day. He's like, hey, do you want to join? Like, we need, need more vocals. Like, he's like, okay. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, whoa. I was like, oh, that's perfect, man. <laughs> we'll put you on this track. Um, to be but, clear, him being the guest vocalist is not the reason I dislike this song. No, but I'm saying I, I don't give a shit about you have a, a, a guest vocalist and it's just doing background woes. That's probably all he did, um, if I had to guess. But I love this song. I think it's great. Um, I mean, I think the, you know, the, the thing about Parkway Drive guitars is that they're not like, you know, crazy soloists, right? They don't like a lot of the, their guitar stuff. It fits the song so well. I think if you had like a really like raw emotional solo, it I, I feel like it wouldn't fit these songs. But like having these lead lines that are just blending in with the, the dynamic of the drums and the bass and just riding right below the vocal line, it, it just fits so well. So I think, you know, y'all are missing out on a fantastic song and should get good and be better. So, well, I'm glad uh, because you uh, can your... take other people's opinions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really. You know what I will say? After 27 episodes, you've gotten so much better at hearing what other people have to say. <laughs> All your comments have left me hollow. Next track. you go first okay so yeah when it comes to hollow i think it's a really good song i think it's a strong offering when it comes to once again there's guest guest vocalist on this this is probably already on record 
I am not a big fan of hardcore. I don't tend to like hardcore stylings or hardcore vocals for the most part. And Marshall um, Lichtenwald, the vocalist from the Warriors, which is a hardcore punk band, there are very much hardcore aspects kind of coming through, especially with the vocal stylings. I think it works pretty well for the song. I, I think for me, it hinders it a little bit. But again, that's probably just my own bias when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, I still think it's it's overall uh, a really solid song. And I think the thing I like about it the most is that it's not Home is for the Heartless. So that's that's a plus. So I could tell Adam's reading something and not feeling the full sting of that bird. So that's fine. <laughs> it's it's a good song. It's 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 a good good song though. Otherwise, so there goes our Napalm Death review coming up. Hollow is a middling track. It's got Winston back in the bathroom this time, but this time he's trying to learn how to play guitar uh, before the song kicks in, and um, which I think that was. Cool. I'm just fucking. I love this song. Again, as I mentioned, the back half is so fucking strong. I actually disagree with you on the guest vocalist Marshall. I think that's you know it gives a different different vibe. Do, do they need him? Absolutely not. But I like it because you know songs going on and you hear this different voice and it's like, is it who is the second voice supposed to be? Is it supposed to be you know, like his conscience, the protagonist's conscience, were like talking to him. And it's like, so here I stand, a stranger to my newfound freedom. I'm a vessel. I'm a vessel without destination, devoid of direction. No roles define me, yet conflict embraces me at the mercy of, if at the mercy of lucidity, I'm adrift in a world all too real. And then you hear, you know, Winston and Marshall like combine and do and just say a hollow man. And it sounded awesome. It reminds me of um, the Day to Remember song where they have, um, I guess, vocalists, and they're just like the two guys are just like yelling at each other. And I'm imagining like these two vocalists are just like, we're just like on fucking uh, the signal fire with Jesse and Howard. Like you just have these two heavy vocals and just like doing it together in unison. It's it's awesome. Um, the guitars are fucking great, as always. It's got that chugga chugga stomp, stomp to it. And it's like this is I mean the song it's like I it's it's leading us to the end of the album now and fucking great. Aaron, what you got? Um yeah, I, I like this I really like the song. I mean, you guys have hit, hit a lot of the notes that I put down on it. You know, where my favorite line of the whole thing is uh, the failings of yesterday become my catalyst. I think again, you can take that line and put it in any type of motivational speech and it'll speak to somebody um the failings of yesterday so all of my failures are becoming my catalyst to move forward i'm not allowing that to uh to control me why this song is called hollow my you know what i read from it is i'm saying that he is you know still feeling the effects of what he's seen from his home like my truth has been revealed at the cost of everything i know he doesn't, I guess he doesn't really know what to do. And he sees himself as being a hollow person. Uh, he does say, what is it? Uh, devoid of direction. So he has no direction. So he's feeling hollow. That's what I read from it. Maybe you guys read something different, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this one, like when I was making my list of, you know, ranking the tracks, uh, when I, this area, it, you know, I have a very strong top three that I, I, that I know this is the one where I, where I was starting to get a little like shit, like, where am I ranking these ones? But yeah, no, I do. I do like this song. 
And I, again, I don't know how you guys read into the lyrics, but that's how I, how I saw them. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Next track, the first of his names, the King of the Andals and the First Men, Leviathan the First. thoughts about leviathan i or leviathan the first my thoughts on leviathan i (laughs) are this is a in my opinion a phenomenal song and i would also argue hot take this is one of parkway drive's best executed songs i think that this song is severely criminally underrated and I think it it deserves a lot more recognition than it may or may not get. I don't know. I'm not super involved in, you know, kind of the, the Parkway Drive sphere. But yeah, I think the song's fucking awesome. I the fr- I remember the first time I heard the album, the song really jumped out at me. And hearing it again a few times this week, I can't get past the song. I love it. I think this is a prime example of when they're really reaching what they can accomplish and yeah the song's fucking awesome yeah i will echo that sentiment that is hands down this is a super like it's not a sleeper but it flies under the radar for some reason it's such a cool fucking song i mean the guitars the vocal delivery it's so fucking just awesome and tight you know the the two things that really stick out to me it's like you know that classic 
guttural just bellowing of his vocals like bring this monstrosity to its fucking knees like it just ooh gives me chills and then i love the way the song ends dogs of war they call for blood but it will not be mine song over like cut to black get the fuck out like it's just <laughs> awesome fucking song man so and what you got yeah man we're we are all on the same page i <laughs> really like this song um again i this is one of the this is one of those ones that was really hard for me to rank with a couple other ones because i like them so equally uh and orion talked about it earlier easily one of my all-time favorite quotes uh he who fights monsters should take care lest he himself becomes a monster uh when thou gazes into the abyss long enough the abyss will eventually gaze into thee uh i have used that in every single coaching job i've had team job to tell kit you know to tell the people that i'm coaching teaching like you know you can what you surround yourself with is what you will become uh if you're not careful, like you can have whatever beliefs you have, but if you surround yourself with monsters, you will become one eventually uh, because you're gazing at the abyss, which is exactly what this song is saying is literally saying that, you know, in the, he literally says, and the abyss stares back. So yeah, we all agree. Love the song. Love it. Love it. Awesome. All right, boys. Well, we're heading to the final track. So let us set to destroy and crack this puppy open. Four seconds set to destroy like this is i wrote down this song is controlled chaos just from the very start of the song just brothers of abandonment sisters of despair and like he is just blistering through these lyrics and then it gets about halfway through and you just get this like classic metalcore just like that stomp and that groove and it just it you know, comes back, set to destroy, your fame is faded, so sink below. Now rest your heavy head upon your bed of bones, too far removed, too far to care, set to destroy. The thing that I don't understand now when we look back into the the storytelling aspect of this, 
you know, we go back to pressures, you know, uh, him saying, fuck this, deliver me. He's got this like self-motivation speech. Karma, he's blasting out of the water. He's coming to back to his homeland. You know, he has homes for the heartless where he's, you know, reflecting upon, you know, what has happened in his life thus far. You know, hollow, he comes back and he's like a hollow man. He's devoid of direction. You know, he's looking at this inner, this self-reflection. You know, Leviathan, you know, he's, you know, basically, I guess, looking into the abyss of, you know, do I become the monster or do I be better and rise above this? But then, like, set to destroy, it's like, is is the battle beginning? Is the fight beginning? Or is it just like, you just see them, like, just, like run into battle and then it fades to black or cuts to black? Like, what, what exactly is happening here? Um, I mean, it's a super thrashy song, so I'm sure Ryan's going to love this. But it's just, it's, you know, a part of the story I don't understand where they're how why they end it with this musically it's fun it's thrashy it's a i think a fun way to end an album yeah minute 34 seconds it's just like we're not pussyfooting around that there's no you know long drawn out intro or long drawn outro like orion's favorite song forever and always yeah worst song like a two and a half minute outro of just the same just kick snare shit ass kick snare kick snare kick kick snare it's like this is just like brothers of abandonment sisters of despair and it's like set to destroy boom song over album over thank you for coming have a good night it just i love the way it ends but you know thinking like of the story it's like but why did it end this way aaron what do you think yeah i am actually not a very big fan of this song just i don't know it you know i I don't like using the term it just sounds like noise but honestly like i feel like i'm just getting a bunch of like right in my ears like especially when he's like uh uh this is the end of days this is like just that part right there i remember the first time i heard i was just like oh 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 like that like i was my face yeah so um uh again i don't want anybody to think i think it's a bad song but i don't like it's definitely not the one that i'm listening to a lot to this album i listen you know i'll listen to every once in a while just because i hadn't in a while just to reaffirm my my thoughts from before um and i am not a big fan of thrash so maybe that's why i don't like it um you know that could be it uh, but yeah so you know when we go through the list that will not be a very up high if you haven't figured that out uh, yeah. but uh yeah all right I mean, this- last track what do you got so, uh, you know, I mentioned Leviathan. I, I would argue that set to destroy is probably actually the best written song they've ever made. Hands down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, it's a fun way to end the album. Yeah. There's some aspects of it, like with the, the, you know, the, the speed and intensity of it that are cool, but I don't think it's necessary. I think ending with Leviathan. I would have been better in all honesty. I think that, Samsara does a better job as an intro than Set to Destroy does as an outro. And I think, you know, kind of the idea of having something that just kind of ends like at the snap of the finger like that, like it just it's super, super intense that it just ends. Right. So it's just kind of like cut to blackness if it were in a movie. But I don't know how well it works, in my opinion. So I don't think fundamentally, I just don't think it was necessary. Yeah, actually, I had never thought of it like that, to be honest with you. Like every song has some sort of like grooviness to it almost with all the. And then this one is just like it was just bah, 
like right in your face. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like, I don't know. The, the only like the image that comes to mind is just like a massive explosion that someone's running from or to or something like that. And then it like envelops where they are. And then it just just cuts to blackness. Yeah. Um, Interesting. The imagery is cool. Right. But yeah, for the the album, I don't know that I love the way it ends the album. I don't know. I, I like the way that ends the album. I think it's it's just it's fun. It's unique. You don't really see that very often. That's fair. I mean, well, I think in our realm of music, there's plenty of hardcore and punk songs that are 30 seconds, and it's like done. Like, all right, that was that was it. Cool. But I think in our world of metal, with with metalcore, most songs are gonna either have like these, you know, 12 minute epics like Shogun, or they're just gonna have like a standard four or five minute track, or they're gonna have an instrumental outro whereas this is like I don't, I don't know i like the way it ends but story-wise i don't understand that's what i don't get sure right? i would be curious to see how i feel about this or, or how i would have felt about the song if it were actually like a fully fleshed out four or five minute song of that level of speed of intensity i don't think Aaron would have liked it very much but i think for me it would have been like that's pretty <laughs> good um yeah, yeah so i, I, I do so. like if it's yeah. is it was it like all right, we have, you know, a minute and a half of tape left that we don't want to waste. You know, get in there Take and it. make I mean, something ah, happen. Ah, ah. <laughs> kind of what it felt right, like. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed awesome. it, dude. That's we did it, boys. We got two whole seconds left. <laughs> you want to go catch some waves and eat some Vegemite? I mean, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a can of Foster's. <laughs> a single okay. can for us all to share. <laughs> have you seen a can of Foster's? They're it's pretty plenty. Big. <laughs> I remember Aaron had a, a Shoals had a Foster's koozie, and we were at a party one time, and he was just drinking Foster's and had a Foster's koozie, and it was just like, just hysterically an oversized koozie. It's like one of those like <laughs> those stupid big like NFL like was it the Redskins hats? Yeah, the numbnuts are wearing now. It's like this super large koozie, and I'll have to ask about that. See if he still like, has it. Uh, I'm sure he lost it. At Shoals, after all. Um, so, he probably right, doesn't boys, know what you're that? talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but what the uh, hell are you yeah, talking about? That was me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was you. Was that you in like the plaid flannel shirt, backwards black Volcom hat? The scowl uh, dis- on your face. <laughs> distur- like a disturbed undershirt, cargo <laughs> shorts, uh, like oh, rainbow socks that. and black Chuck Taylors, um, hammered. That, that sounds like me. It's like, yeah, because it was you. I just described <laughs> you to a T, Aaron. Like per- Aaron Scholes, circa... 2010 that was you yeah you're right i miss it um so, uh, all right well boys that was deep blue by parkway drive just off the cuff i think we can all say that this was a certified banger of an album um so before we do our wrap-up thoughts time to go through the hardest and most fun part of all these episodes that we do Time to rank these songs. Uh, Aaron, are you ready? You good to go? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Well, as our guest, you go first. What is? Let me back up. Because there are lyrics in the leadoff track, Sam Sorrow, we will rank it. Okay. So if you need to adjust accordingly, you have two seconds. No, we're um, good. All right. Perfect. I had it in there. All right. Perfect. All right. Uh, Ryan, I don't care if it's in there for you or not. But Aaron, thirteen. I have Sam Sorrow. Perfect. 
Ryan? 13 I have set to destroy, actually. An idiot. <laughs> Number 13 for me is Samsara. Aaron? 12 you're is 12? set to destroy. Ryan, you're number 12? Samsara. Uh, my number 12 is Alone. Interesting. Aaron, you're 11? <laughs> Home for the Heartless. <laughs> oh, buddy. Right. Oh, uh, Ryan, heartless. you're number 11. Just go ahead and copy paste because it's Home <laughs> for the Heartless for me also. Sorry, dude. All right, it's fine. It's fine. It'll be okay. Uh, my number eleven is unrest. All right, uh, Aaron, your number ten. Uh, alone. Okay. Copy and paste, right? Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. Actually, yes. <laughs> Dang it, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> y'all are Jesus Christ. Y'all are neck and neck. Almost already. tied. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll uh, change number... pretty dramatically here shortly. But we'll <laughs> see. Uh, my number ten is set to destroy. Hmm. Um. You're number nine. Unrest. God, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm serious. No cheating. I'm this not. Is, this is not planned. No. Lies. My, my number nine is also unrest. I'm going to say my eight before you on this next one, just, just to see Okay. when we come back around. All right. Uh, my number nine that. is wreckage. Oh, oh Ryan, wow. your number eight. My number eight is hollow. Nope. Not anymore. Okay. Nope. All right. My number eight is dead weight. Eight is dead weight. <laughs> All right. My number eight is also dead weight. <laughs> All right. Aaron, your number seven. Wreckage. Orion? My number seven. seven. My seven is dead weight. So we're right, close. So mm-hmm. All right. My number seven is hollow. All right. Aaron, six. Six is hollow. Yep. Uh, Orion, you're six. Pressures. Fucking idiot. My number six is Home is for the Heartless, you heartless bastards. <laughs> I Put thought it was going to be higher. To be fair, besides that one right there, we were all very close to each other with these. Home is for the Heartless, and I, I do a 10 out of 10 or a, a one, or a 10 out of 10 ranking scale, right? Okay. Uh, Homeless for the Heartless is a nine out of 10 for me. Oh, oh Jesus God. Christ, Adam. <laughs> I think you're just, I think you're just piling on right now. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, I have right, alone uh, with, uh, I have alone at a six out of 10 with it's all right. And home is for the heartless of the five out of 10. This song is not great. <laughs> Those are the only two <laughs> things I wrote for these two songs. Prefaces. I actually had alone at a six Adam. out of 10 as well. So nice. Nice. Um, all right, Aaron, what you got for five? Uh, Leviathan Eye, or the first, whatever we're saying. <laughs> uh oh. Ryan? Now, my number five is Sleepwalker. Ring the bell. My number five is also Sleepwalker. Hey, look at that. Aaron, what's your number four? Karma. Dude, Aaron and I would have just like a whole soliloquy of bells because <laughs> my number four is also Karma. <laughs> And that's where right. I think the similarities. Time. Yeah, this is about this. Yeah. All right. Go out and get your lottery tickets, boys. Top three. We just hit triples. My number oh, yeah? four is also karma. Oh. Has that ever happened? Rarely. Like rarely. Once. Yeah. Well, the, well, once well, or twice. Guess, rarely do we ever get like the same. You, I feel like you guys need to go back and look at how like this to me, even though we were, were going on some of these for most of them, we're damn Very close. close. We'll, we'll, get, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. All right. You're number three. Pressures. Uh, Ryan? My number three is Wreckage. It's a cool song, man. I like it a lot. 
My number three is Leviathan. I am the first. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> all right, number two, Sleepwalker. And Orion? This was very tough for me for the top two. But Leviathan Eye is my number two. Fuck yes. <laughs> Which that puts Aaron's number one at the greatest song ever written by Parkway Drive, Deliver Me. Deliver Me. And also puts Orion's number one song at Deliver Me. Which puts my number one song at fucking Deliver Me. Okay, so <laughs> I, this has to be the first time that we've that you had two where all three people agreed, right? Yes, it, okay. I think it, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, well, I, especially for a number one. Yeah, I, I don't know I, that I that's know ever Ryan happened. That was the has had number one. ones with other guests, and yes. I was like ten. But what was that when we did with? Was that a Avenged Sevenfold? Was Scream? Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> Adam was like, "This is my least favorite song of the album," and then we got to the end, and we were both just like, "This is the best song on the album." Yeah. Yes, the, the I number had it at one. 10, you had it at one. So number one and number thirteen were the. I started with those two. And then I struggled after pressures with Karma, Leviathan, and Hollow because I liked all three of those very equally. To be right. for me, Leviathan, I and Deliver Me are honestly tied. I think they're both fucking masterpieces. Which one am I going to more likely gravitate to sooner? Is Deliver Me. So I pretty much told myself like, if I have to pick one song right now to listen to, which one am I going to pick? And Deliver yeah. Me barely. So, uh- Squeak back so I that. gave Pressures in Leviathan a nine and a half out of ten stars, and I gave Deliver Me a hundred thousand out of ten stars. Um, I had ten out of ten, but then I changed to a hundred thousand uh, because yep. it had to be because it's literally for me one of the best and most influential songs of my 100%. metal journey. Like we should definitely do something down the road of like the Mount Rushmore. Of metal songs um, is this your i'm pretty sure you said this adam i don't remember if you said this aaron is this your favorite parkway drive song this is tied for me like What's your other favorite boneyards home is for the heartless boneyards. yeah boneyards and deliver me are like cool yeah let me go through this real quick so uh you know here's all our rankings and i just go side by side right so the lead off track samsara the intro i have it at 13 orion at 12 aaron at 13 uh, unrest is 11 9 and 9 sleepwalker 552 five, wreckage 9 3 and 7 which is <laughs> bizarre uh deadweight 878 eight. alone 12 10 10 this is an interesting one pressures 2 6 and 3 uh the greatest parkway song deliver me just numero uno across the board the follow-up track, Karma, at number four for all of us. Uh, just the appropriate placement for this song. Home is for the Heartless at six, followed by two Numb Nuts with 11 and 11. <laughs> uh, Hollow at seven, eight, six. Leviathan, I am the first at three, two, and five. And then Set Destroy, 10, 13, and 12. So really the only thing, the only polarizing ones here is Wreckage, Pressures with the like asterisks next to it in Home is for the Heartless. Every other songs, we're pretty much in line with in yep. terms of like, okay, these are the killer songs, these are the not so good songs, um, and here are the middle tracks. But looking at the quick exercise front and back half, so if we call you know Sam Sara through Alone 
the first six, and then pressures through set to destroy. One, two, three, four, five, yeah, seven songs. So six and seven songs, you know, bottom, bottom. Sleepwalker, honestly, we all agree it's probably, it's the best at the front half. But then for some reason Orion ruins it by having wreckage at three. Oh yeah, that is pretty far back in the album. Yeah, I mean wreckage is Whereas a joke the rest song. are all we all have it. I mean, Sleepwalker aside, it's the highest we get is eight. Right? But then the back half throwing the pressures. Um, and then take a side set to destroy, right? It's and y'all fucking ruin with homeless for the hotless with an 11. But I don't know, it's like it's we, we all agree the back half is the much stronger half of the album, but it just yeah, I, I'm just glad that we all could get triple digits on, yeah, that's the pretty greatest cool. song ever written with Parkway Drive with Deliver Me at one, one, and one. That's awesome, it's a banger. It's a banger, banger, banger for sure. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm not a statistician, but the chances of us having two, all three of us ranking the same number, and then us all being around the same thing, you know, that's it's pretty good. Well, I think it also goes into our taste as well as, you know, metalheads and I guess time with the album. Um, but so, final thoughts, you know, Aaron, what final thoughts about the album? You know, is it. Is a Desert Island album for you? Is it, you know, is it great? Does it suck? What, what do you think? Yeah, no, uh, definitely one of the b- best albums uh, that I've ever heard. Um, we, I, I don't, I was having a conversation just with Aaron Schultz the other day and Billy, and we were ranking our best album, best metal albums from 2000, you know, of the decade from 2010 on, because um, we didn't want to get into any, you know, classics or anything like that. Uh, and then Deli- or um, Deep Blue was like automatically on there. Barely made the cut uh, 2010, but um, but it has to be. Uh, so much of my taste in metal stems from this album when I really started to get into super, super heavy metal. Um, and then what I tried to emulate with vocals as well when we were doing metal. You know, first time I heard Winston, I was like, how do I get to sound like that? So in terms of, it's definitely my favorite album by parkway drive and i think it's one of the best definitely in the top 10 metal albums of of the decade um so so yeah to say i to say i like it would be an understatement orion yeah so for me i i don't have a nostalgic connection to this album in particular right like i don't have particular memories or have this band super high on my list i don't mean that in a negative way it's not like i have them ranked low it's just they don't usually they're not front of mind but i could say candidly it's very easy to make the argument. This is probably one of the best representations of, of metalcore done. Right. Right. And it's particularly this album. So yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really awesome. If I'm in the mood for metalcore, this is extremely high on the list. So yeah, it's, it's a fantastic album. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, the, the argument goes, you know, which is better, you know, Atlas or deep blue, which, which I have with Anthony. And I say it's always Deep Blue. Atlas is an okay album, but Deep Blue is front to back, nonstop. Like, yeah, we just talked about, oh, you know, Unrest sucks. You know, Set to Destroy sucks. But I think as a total package, start to finish, and and Aaron, this is exactly why I wanted you on the podcast for this for this episode specifically, is because you got me into this band, and then you definitely have opened my eyes to it an even further and deeper appreciation for why this album is so influential to me 
Well, my metal journey is because of the story that's being told. And it's, you know, put it in any timeline, in any time of year, and it's still a reflection of our current society and the shit that's going on in our world today. And yeah, it's only 12, 13 years old at this point, but it's still just as relevant and has just as strong of commentary on today's society. So I just, you take that, combine it with the fact that it's, you know, in my eyes, the best Parkway Drive album. And with the overall sonic sound of the album, how heavy it is, it has the punch, it drives every single song. The vocal delivery from Winston is top-notch on every single song. The parts where they need more guitar, they bring it. They have different and unique ways of, you know, trying to always just rework the metalcore formula and make something fresh with each song. And that's what I love about this album. So I just, you know, it, so thankful to have an album like this, you know, to be a part of my life. And it's just, it's always fun to go back to it and, you know, to have a song like Deliver Me, like, I cannot praise this song enough. Like, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal. I wish that I could see them. I, that, just like you, Aaron, I have not seen this band yet live, and I really want to, and maybe this will be the year. So, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, thank you for being on the show with us. Uh, we'll go and just wrap up now. Um, so, thank you again to all of our listeners week after week for coming in and tuning into the Metal Oasis podcast with me and Orion. You know, please continue to like and share what we have on Facebook and on Twitter. And if you want to contact us, the best way to do so is, you know, a DM through one of those or, you know, the email address, themetaloasis at gmail.com. Again, that's themetaloasis at gmail.com. Uh, we're pretty much on all streaming services, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Pandora and Stitcher. So let us know what you think about the episodes, you know, Am I wrong on my thought for how great Home is for the Heartless? Or is Orion right? Who knows? That is a shitty song. But let us know what you think. This has definitely been a fun, fun album. We definitely appreciate, again, all the listeners week after week and all the feedback that we get. Um, so please continue to do so. And we look forward to next week. Final thoughts. Aaron, anything from you, buddy? No, man. I appreciate you uh, you having me on, man. It's been awesome. I know we've been trying to get this done for a long time, so I'm really happy we found the free time. And I can't wait, like you alluded to it, man, but I'm telling you right now, in 10 years, 15 years, I'll still be listening to this album, and I'll be showing my my kids this album. It's one of the best awesome. ever written. And, and what a way to really start 2023 off with. We start off with a bang with Shogun. And yeah. have you on as a guest for this is a good follow up, a solid follow up to that. And, you know, just banger after banger. But Ryan, my buddy, my friend, I will catch you on the flip side. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks again, Aaron. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Later, dudes.